0: digitalmoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest you have enough to worry about let us help you set it up and you'll be extremely happy with our service hi everybody this is dave hodges i'm the host of the common sense show and we are the show that is freeing america one enslaved minds at a time we have a really interesting segment for you here on the common sense show we have robert kudla with us and Robert's from Trade Genius Academy and he's our financial consultant here to the Common Sense Show and if you follow us on a regular basis you know that we have Bob on about every 30 days to talk about topical current events as it relates to the economy and there is a lot of meat out there you may have been noticing that world leaders and French generals and even Egypt and Brazil these, these leaders are speaking out and they're saying hey, we're sick of globalism. We're sick of the UN. We don't want your migration policies. We don't want your financial policies. And it's like the world has suddenly awakened to the evils of globalism. And here to talk to us about it is Bob Kula. Bob, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you joining us on the show to shed light on this important topic.
1: Yeah, Dave, thanks for having me. What a great... uh What a great monologue. Yeah, I've been calling it peak elitism. You know, last (laughs) month when you and I talked, the Federal Reserve was was in retreat from Trump. And now in 30 short days, we have now the entire global elite network on their back heels. I mean, not just Egypt, not just the French generals, but the new uh, president of Brazil just basically told the climate change conference "Hey, find another place. He also said that China is behind all this stuff to de-industrialize us, so that we can all be basically colonial puppets of China. Mm-hmm. And you know, and who's been in front of this has been Trump for the last two years, and and he, he's probably the most hated man in the uh, the circle of the globalists. But they're losing, Dave.
0: Um, I I totally I totally agree with you. They are losing. But you know, and I know, these people have no moral compass, they have no conscience, and I'm just trying to imagine the kind of wrath that they're going to impart upon the world.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's like the Star Wars movies, you know, the the Empire Strikes Back, and I think what they're doing now is, 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 you know, with Powell, he started with the Federal Reserve raising rates in the U.S., and... And then Draghi last week said, "Hey, we're cutting off QE as, as well." And you know they're like little children with a temper, temper tantrum, and they're going to say, "Okay, we're going to we're going to take our toys and go home, and we're going to kind of crash this system and create a crisis a different way." The climate change crisis is not resonating with the people, and I think the French put a I think the French put a dagger into climate change. I think that thing's going to slowly fade away. And now they're going to have to try to create a different crisis to, uh, to try to, uh, you know, connect the dots to create some sort of new world order. So, yeah, I agree with you. What I say they're losing is that they're simply not winning the hearts and minds of the people.
0: There, there's a guy who's known as an expert on, on the deep state. His name is David Michael Chambers. And I heard him on an interview and I was pretty stunned because he kind of draws the hard line he doesn't like nationalism and he said that Trump has so much leverage on the deep state that they can't stop him and this is why the attacks on Trump have become so vitriolic and he said it extends into the financial market and he actually credits Trump and his populism in America as starting this wave across the world
1: well, I mean, I don't disagree. I think he, 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 he was an early advocate of nationalism, if you will. I mean, he's been since 1980. He just got a chance to put it onto the world stage with his election, and, and he's been steadfast. You know, and he knows what the people want. People want local control. They want to be able to have a say in how they're governed, and, and just like always, the, the left and the globalists always overreach. And they and they did it again. It was amazing. I was listening today on a radio show. Excuse me, I have a little frog in my throat. And they're talking about simple matter of just raising the diesel tax twelve cents, essentially twelve cents a gallon, and it sent fifty thousand people in France into the streets of Paris. So they basically jenga the world here, and they're toppling it. They just the people just can't take any more. For the you know the basically the picadillos of of these people and their (laughs) desire to control and run people's lives and it's a good thing before it gets too too late.
0: Yeah, it really is. France is such an um, interesting—I hate to say the word "experience," but it's such an example for the world right now. The French generals came out today and uh, and accused Macron of being a traitor to France.
1: Wow. I I mean, no words. That's amazing.
0: Well, that you know, when generals come out against the president, usually a revolution is somewhere in the corner. And um, you just have to wonder if that's coming.
1: Sorry, I stepped over you. Yeah, no, I agree with you.
0: Yeah, this is is such an incredible thing. And then the yellow vests. Well, let me back up. The Europeans have a minimal army, a very minimal. But they sent in their... Blue armored vehicles and foreign troops into Paris. And that's not stopping the yellow vest. They said they're going to protest this weekend for the fifth weekend in a row. And not only that, I have learned through my sources that these uh, enforcement troops, these foreign troops in France, actually sanctioned by the UN through the Kigali principles, which gives the UN the right, if they deem something's a crisis, to put troops on the street. And I think when we look at Paris we should be also thinking this could be New York City at some point in time.
1: Yeah, you know, and, um, and you know, I'll, say, I'll answer that question in a second, but, you know, also, you know, that the Yellow Jackets have moved into Belgium, into Netherlands, mm-hmm. and then they occupied Westminster uh, um, Square or Circle, whatever, today in Britain. And so, you know, I think this thing is, this movement is starting to catch fire. You know, with America, what's interesting to me is, that, and this is my own personal view, is you know we're obviously too big to kind of be to be kind of conquered that way because of just the just the size of our country and how things are are decentralized. But you know, they I have a different view on that. Is that I, I would rather not be an elite if I was in this country because it's so easy for them to be trapped in L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, New York, and D.C. because the, all the food and all the energy and all the minerals and all the transportation goes through flyover country. And I think they would, they would actually be making a grave mistake if they tried to pull what they're trying to pull in, in, in Paris right now.
0: I'm trying to make sense out of a DHS warning that came out yesterday. It told people... In a general way, and I confirmed hey, this. Was you, Dave? Uh, yes, sorry, I cut out there for a second. And okay, do you, uh, am I back on testing? You're on. Okay, good. Um, what I was saying was that um, there is a there was a news release yesterday that talked about a DHS warning given to the general public, and they told the public that you should prepare to be without electricity for six months. And you should have enough food and water. Now I took this back to a DHS source I have, and he confirmed. And I asked him what's behind it. And this guy's in the know. He said, "Dave, I have no idea. I've said I, I have no operational briefs on this. I've seen no paperwork." But uh, he said that he's aware of it, and um, I, I'm wondering if this isn't a preparation for the globalists striking back.
1: Well, it could be, or also it could be a Carrington event that um worried about uh you know the you know we're going into a solar minimum now and they're worried about maybe a uh, a coronal mass ejection too. Maybe maybe they you know <clears throat> there's a number of different things on that. But yeah, I don't doubt it. I mean, look, I was reading today that, you know, the Navy is being hacked by the Chinese incessantly in in this jeopardy as well. That's the reason twelve years ago I started the solar energy company, Dave's like it sure I'm, I'm as independent as I possibly could be and as many people as I can get on board with it as possibly I can because I truly worry about anything centralized being compromised
0: yeah I, I totally agree with you on that um, and I just let me ask you this though let's assume that we knew an event was coming where the grid at least in part would be damaged taken down or whatever You know you need the basics, food, water, guns, ammo, and so forth. But what would you tell people to do financially? Because coming out the other side, you're going to have some kind of restoration. By calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347. ...an economy of some sort, what would you advise them to do?
1: Well, I think, you know, Venezuela probably gives us the best example of, of a country that that has had a catastrophic failure. And the two things that work there is, first of all, the banking system is 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 done. So, you know, you're going to barter and people are going to only barter with things that they trust. And, and that's going to be cryptocurrencies and that's going to be precious metals. So it's going to be some sort of commodity related or crypto related uh, type of a bartering system coming out of something that catastrophic. We see that in, in Venezuela when Turkey was going through its issues. <clears throat> the, um, the Bitcoin transactions went through the roof there so people can get out of the local currency and into into something that could be transported out of the country. So the first thing that you have to look for is to get out of the banking system cuz you look at Deutsche Bank and Commerzbank in Germany, Dave. Both those banks have more liabilities than the GDP of Germany. They simply can't bail it in. And that's every banking system in the world. So the only way you're going to be able to survive is if you have assets that are outside of the banking system. Even if we don't have a catastrophic failure, even if we have a good run-of-the-mill strong recession or a light kind of depression, you need to be able to operate outside of the banking system. And so that's that would be the thing I would tell people. And as you know, we've been talking for years that I've been telling people either to lighten up or to get out of the stock market And now things are starting to get real That, you know, we're you know we're down between 10 and 20% Depending on what index you look at And this thing's going to roll down a total of 30 to 40% Before we get our first break And if you're an optimist This thing will drift down over the next year If you're a pessimist A lot of people are looking at an analogy of like 1987 Mm-hmm so, where you have one day you just wake up and the market's just down double digit because the whole rise of 2016 to 2018 has kind of been fake because it was propped up by the central banks of Japan and China and Switzerland and then who knows what our central banks would do and they've been they're, they're too opaque and and now for some reason over the last two months there's just been this quiet selling that's been constantly happening. and our view, is that you know, central banks have been slowly pulling their money back out of the stock markets, and and then one day there's just not going to be a buyer there, Dave, and and people are going to be like, what happened?
0: That's a really good point. What happened is exactly what I think people are going to be saying, but. Uh you're saying crypto, there's some validity behind what you're saying that's already in play because isn't that exactly what Maduro is doing in Venezuela right now with the oil?
1: Yeah, he's, he's back in his, he's back in a crypto point with oil and uh, he's not fully trusted yet,
0: but he's not going to be the only one that's going to be doing that. You withdave.com that's waterwithdave.com save $80 for a short time you
1: know just today 18t just filed a patent for a blockchain around advertising with cryptocurrencies and I, I you know, continental exchange is now going to open up an etf or a futures market for cryptocurrencies so people are already positioning themselves to be the new quote-unquote bank or players in the new world so cryptos aren't going anywhere and you know if you just trade them like you trade any other asset even if they're going down they're great opportunities to make quick trades. and i sent those to you in the past where the month of december bitcoin's been down 10 percent, and we've done three trades in our trades are up 25%. So the nice thing about cryptocurrencies is they move around a lot to give people an opportunity to trade and to be able to build a position in a profitable, profitable, position, profitable position as well.
0: How do you do so much better than the prevailing market?
1: Well, a lot of people just hold and, and, and they get frozen. And what we do is we created an algorithm that basically looks at uh, what's called buying momentum and selling momentum, and then we tie it into what's called money flow, and we just created a buy and sell signal based on that. And the way the stock market works, Dave, is that it doesn't go straight down and it doesn't go straight up. It oscillates like a sine wave, like a radio wave. And so what we do is our system picks up on the change in direction of that wave and then we buy that bottom and then we try to get out as close to that top as we can of that movement and we just, what's called rinse and repeat it. And when the market's going down, you have to be quicker. And when the market is going up, you can stay with the trade longer. And that's what we do. And so we're in these trades for three to seven days at the most and we just take profit and we move on to the next trade, there's just always an opportunity. And works the same with cryptocurrencies. Cryptocurrency has been down all year. We've been up all year. You know, gold and silver has been down up until August. We're up on gold and silver trades. Stock market's been down. We've been out of the stock market. And so, you know, that's kind of, you know, how we play it. and And it just works really well for us. And it's just really simple. And we take the emotion out of it. We provide these signals to people either via text or, and we have software that's loaded on a, a software package called TradingView, a free package out there on the Internet, that the signals are sitting right out there for them so they can trade whatever they want above and beyond what even think that we're following. So people can make just make money on their own using the signals that we give them or the software that we give them.
0: That's that's just incredible. But you know, to to add to what you're saying, for several months, you've been telling people to get out of the market. You've been saying it right here on my show. You're saying, "Hey, the market is not where you want to be," because we're going to see. And I think you said, "Oh, maybe four or five months ago, you foresaw a forty percent correction." And uh, yeah,
1: we've been always we've been clear on thirty to forty percent, and I have not changed that view. And uh, yeah, we've been begging people, Dave. To, to lighten up If you can't get out of the market Lighten up Talk to your financial advisor Lighten up And and start moving your assets To gold and silver Because you know, when you talk about The revenge of the elite state You know one thing They're going to punish us But the other thing They're going to do Is they're not going to Allow themselves to go Into a depression Because that will put them On, on lampposts So they're just going to Throw liquidity And money at the problem And that means That's what gold and silver And the miners Are going to rock in So might as well be in things that are going to go up.
0: That's wow. I I, I see your point, but do you think the Federal Reserve is trying to stay ahead of its own uh, ineptitude because I I believe it's 2019 they're coming out with their own cryptocurrency?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, like everything else, I think they, they, they thought they had the Hillary coronation. They thought they'd have their own You know, coin that they can have everybody be part of and a venture overtaking overtaking them. So, so now they they have to probably put that on the shelf until they get this this market stabilized. And uh, and so I think I think people aren't going to accept the Federal Reserve coin unless they start trusting them again. And they're going to have to. uh, they keep raising interest rates they're going to cause a a great depression in this country and there's no way they're going to want to be uh, they're going to want to have to be labeled as the one that destroyed the American economy because Trump will not let them he will not let them get away with it.
0: What kind of leverage does Trump have in this situation?
1: Well I think the number one thing he has is is that he he fears no man so he has no problem just getting out in front and speaking very plainly to the American people. And the American people, they just have to look at their portfolio every day and look at the stock market every day and look at their mortgage rates every day and their credit card interest rates every day and how much money they're not getting from the banks. And it's it's an easy task for him to tie this rock around their neck. And so they don't want to be in the light. So he that's that's his number one leverage. The second leverage he has, he could just go to Congress and say these people are traitors. They're, they're they're funding European banks, and we need to have legislation to audit them, and and he could put pressure on them that way as well. And then he has the Justice Department. He could just simply go in there with FBI agents and DOJ people and the Marines wherever he needs to, and and raid these banks. So he has a lot of tools if he can use them that that they don't have against him the only thing they have against him is what they've been trying to do with this Mueller thing you know and and an impeachment that won't go anywhere regardless because the senate republicans aren't going to aren't going to ratify an impeachment by the house so you know, short of assassinating him they got to deal with him for at least the next two years
0: if they assassinated him i think that would be the sorriest move they ever made
1: Oh, I agree. I mean, first of all, they'd get Pence, and then they they would just have the American people up in arms.
0: Yeah, Pence would have no choice but to ride the wave of populism. It's kind of like when Kennedy was killed, and he couldn't get through a lot of his civil rights stuff, and then Johnson, based on the sympathy for Kennedy, got everything through. And I think that's what Pence would be like with regard to populism if if, uh, Trump was taken out.
1: Yeah, and I think I agree with you, and I I, I don't think that's I well, I pray that's not in the cards. But yeah. uh, look, as you said when you opened the show, is that these people truly don't have morals. I mean, they're all about they're all about the agenda. So you know, they they believe heaven's on this world, and they're trying to create it for themselves. So you know, nothing's beyond that. But we'll see what's happening. I mean, you know, I, I think people are realizing how much. Leverage he has, looked over China. And, you know, Russia's now backed into a corner, and the Europeans are a mess. So, you know, we're still, you know, the last man standing. And and Trump has the uh, biggest bullhorn out there. So hopefully he can um, drive things in the direction that normal people want him to drive it.
0: You know, I just had another thought, too, Bob, about potential assassination. We're only looking at maybe how it would affect America and how I think it would put the average American in the streets but the world leaders, the ones who are already starting to question globalism and reject UN policies this could send more of these leaders over the top against the UN and the World Bank and the Bank of International Settlements I think that 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 could be a rallying cry if they killed Trump
1: Yeah, I mean let's be clear here, the the Globalism is really the Benelux nations. It's France, Belgium, Luxembourg with Juncker and Germany to a point. They're the ones that want to create this new world order. You know, America was sympathetic the leftists on America were sympathetic to it, but the right never accepted that. You know, Canada went along with it because of their primarily because of their their French Canadian ties. You know, and, uh, and now that France has Just did a 180 I think globalism is dead You know, China doesn't believe In globalism to the extent That it doesn't benefit them Russia doesn't, India doesn't You know, who, who believes In globalism, the Europeans It was really, I think a, a dream to build back The old colonial power of Europe Because you have to realize They, they have the weakest hand out there they have no natural resources, they have an aging population and and they uh, and they're not positioned for they can't they can't generate enough of their own energy or enough of their own food. So they only have one other option is to go on offense and try to create a situation where they could pull all the levers. And when that doesn't happen, Europe is Europe is just a great tourist destination. You know, it's not gonna be a powerful powerful entity
0: What about starting World War 3?
1: Well, I mean, you know, that's a good question. I don't I don't, you know, I I don't know where it would I don't know where it would begin in Europe that could affect us. You know, I think the I think a lot of people are trying to push China and America into some sort of war. You know, for all the conflicts we have with China, we're not natural enemies of them. You know, we actually share a lot of the same ways of doing things. It's just that we're economic competitors. And Russia's not going to start a war with anybody. You know, if, if a war starts anywhere, it's going to really be between Iran and Saudi Arabia and loop everybody in that way, in my view.
0: Interesting. Uh, you know what you're describing here in a lot of ways is how World War I got started. You you, you didn't have the primary players Involved assassination of the Archduke, but you had the rival alliances, the competition for resources, particularly in Africa, and we're seeing that again. And you're talking about a spark setting it off in the Middle East with minor players.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, that's, if anybody wants to focus the attention, and what's really interesting is that, you know, Trump was clearly in the camp of Saudi Arabia. That has cooled. Significantly, and Iran still bellicose, but Russia has been cooling on supporting Iran. So, you know, you, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in some of these meetings here. What's what's really going on here? And uh, but that's you know, the oil flows through the Middle East until we decarbonize, if you will, and go nuclear and go electric, and you know that that area is going to is going to be a flashpoint until it's no longer relevant
0: that's true that's exactly right and where does israel come in with all this
1: oh, well you know it, as a believer in uh in 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 god you know uh they're the stumbling block of the world you know uh here's a nation big as new jersey with a population of of cincinnati you know and that uh that basically the it captures the whole world's attention because you know it it's sitting in in the land that god called for himself and so you know there's a lot of very strong emotions around that and and you know if you believe that's how the world's going to end then a conflagration in that area is is to be expected
0: Hmm. yeah i think you're right on the money with that uh, um and i do expect them to get pulled into it and it's actually very biblical too um when we look at that situation there but um if you were to look for the disruption to come to the non-compliant nationalist serving nations what would be at the top of your list is it going to be emp attacks widespread terrorism world war three what do you think poses the greatest immediate threat to the continuity of nation-states
1: well, I, I think you probably stumbled onto it um, earlier in the conversation. Is is I, I think the, the fastest way to bring a country to its knees is to uh, is to um, uh, cause harm to the utility grids. And so, you know, one thing about not having electricity means your sewer systems don't work. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so that's that's the big issue. You know, we talk about it all the time and is, you know, and I'm I'm a former Marine Corps officer, is, you know, you can live without electricity, no problem. You, you can't live without sanitation. And so, you know, you, you can only dig so many holes, you know, before it becomes a problem. And so that's the big thing that, that everybody always worries about when we have a natural disaster is, is sanitation. And so, you know, those are the things that, if you know, if you're... If you were trying to disrupt the nation, that's that's where you would go. And so, um, you know, EMP would solve that problem. And, you know, transportation grid. You know, I live out here in California. You know, there's four highways that basically could shut L.A. down. And, you know, you want to put yellow... You-
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges.
1: With yellow vests on there, less than 50,000 people could shut down a 10 million, you know, $10, million, 10 million population region because you can't get food in. So, you know, things are much more fragile than what people think. And it doesn't have to be the whole country. To cause harm to the nation, he just has to take out a, a pretty solid region. I think you referenced New York, LA, the same way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I kind of think if they took the grid down, we might see food and water employed as weapons by the globalists too.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, which is ironic because you know, actually, you know, when you know, I know we're segwaying all over the place, but it's just fascinating stuff. Is that? You know, people talk about China being the next U.S., but China has a big problem. They can't feed their population. So, you know, when you talk about Trump having leverage for the Chinese, the last thing the Chinese needed to see was Brazil going populist. Because between Brazil and the other states, we feed China. And so they have to be worried. You know, that's probably China's Achilles heel. I think our utility deal is is what you said around the utility grids and, and, um, you know, a lot of the population tucked into, you know, the Boston-Washington corridor or the Southern California megaplex or the San Francisco megaplex area, which could cause great...
0: mydigitalmoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest you have enough to worry about let us help you set it up and you'll be extremely happy with our service
1: harm to our nation
0: yeah it's there's i don't think this is going to be a painless process of uncoupling from globalism uh, but but i do think in the short term that we are already beginning to see the uncoupling take place. Well, the one thing I wanted to ask you, though, and this is for the benefit of our audience, um, at Trade Genius, um, you put your money where your mouth is, literally and figuratively. And so what are you telling your uh, people, the people that you educate in Trade Genius and advise, what should they be doing and what can you recommend? And even more importantly, since we have you on the line, how can you help them?
1: Yeah, so our theme in 2018 has been consistent is to to get yourself out of the general stock market and move your assets either into cash or into precious metal miners silver, gold miners and with a uh, also a focus on uranium One of the things that people don't realize is that China and India are building 150 nuclear power plants So they're going to try to decarbonize that's great, I love that name by using nuclear power and not because of climate change, it's because their currencies will not allow them to import enough energy to to satisfy the needs of their people, they're only going to be able to do it through nuclear power the world's not creating enough uranium assets so uranium over the next 5 to 10 years is going to go through the roof and the whole electric vehicle market is going to go with it, so even if we run into recessions or depressions, that's going to be a pocket of growth regardless because they, they have no choice but to buy that mineral. And then gold and silver are just going to be the, the antidote to the banking failure and the currency devaluations. And then cryptocurrencies, we're always a fan of it. And when it turns back higher again, we'll run it like a bull, but while it's still consolidating, we'll trade through it. So that's what we've been telling people and that's been our consistent message and um and we've been doing pretty well with it and so we've been shorting the market long precious metals long uranium trading cryptos and how we can help people is that and thank you for letting me plug it is that we're running a special day of uh, uh this one ends this weekend on the 15th and i know we, we, we weren't able to schedule this this call early enough but if people can't get through on the 15th, if they bleed over to the 16th, we'll still honor it. But we put bundles together for people to take advantage, holidays bundles to be able to get our, our, our signals and our software tools and coaching and, and, uh, chat rooms to be able to trade with us. And some of the trades we've just done over the last couple of weeks would sort have of more than paid for a year's worth of the service. So, we absolutely, you know, ask people to check us out. Let us help you make money. Let us help you learn how to trade. You know, we're in those trading rooms. I've been, you know, we're well into the night here on on Friday, and I've been trading since four o'clock this morning, and in the chat room and answering every and every question that people may have. So you're basically getting a master class on trading. At the same time, we're telling you what stocks that are good to get into, what stocks you should be getting out of, and. Basically where the buy and sell signals are and you just have to go to trade like com and check out the specials hit us up on chat I have uh, one of my sales guys is working all weekend and we'd be happy to help you
0: that just uh, that sounds terrific and it's something that I hope people take advantage of because times are changing and people need to protect themselves and my fear for my audience is they put their trust in the banks and they keep their money in the banks and they're gonna get killed.
1: Yeah, and Dave, the banking stocks are cratering. That mm-hmm. should just tell you everything you need to know. They these guys are supposed to be the masters of the universe, Dave, and they're totally screwing everything up. They 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 have interest rates so high that, that their their customers are defaulting in record numbers. And people are pulling their monies out of the banks because they don't want to get stuck if the bank goes out. I mean, these guys totally screwed up.
0: Isn't that uh, being exacerbated, though, by the Federal Reserve raising interest rates?
1: Yeah, yeah. They they thought... The reason why they raised interest rates, Dave, was what is that they wanted to probably curtail the enthusiasm of of, of Trump. But number two is what they did. I don't know how it works with the Federal Reserve. is They're raising our interest rates, but they weren't raising the cost of keeping money with them on the banks. So they were creating what's called a spread where in the past that money that the banks would pay to the Federal Reserve would go to our Treasury. By them not raising those rates, Dave, they were basically putting more money into the banks hands and raising our deficits you know <laughs> no. our national deficit by fifty to sixty billion dollars a year and they still they still cannot keep these banks profitable. And and they raised the rates too much. And I don't know if they believe their own press or if they're just arrogant or or, or they're just determined to destroy the world economies. but it didn't take a rocket science to figure out that people could not absorb, you know, basically doubling of their home equity lines of credit, doubling of their credit card, you know, interest charges, which that's what happened because they raised the short rates up eight times. And they and here's their are thing people don't know, is that 15% of the S&P, Dave, cannot cover. That's 15% of 500 companies, okay? 75 companies cannot earn enough cash to pay the interest charge on the money they borrowed during the good times. And GE and GM are two of the companies that are struggling right now. And so the Federal Reserve could have two iconic brands go bankrupt as they're raising interest rates and telling the entire world how great our economy is. (laughs) doing.
0: And they're doing it at the same damn time.
1: These legacy, iconic brands. And so, I think think Powell's a bit freaked out. He may raise interest rates next week, but it's over. The Fed is done. They can't raise interest rates anymore unless they're determined to destroy the country.
0: Wow. That's This is such stunning material. I mean, we live in such truly revolutionary times. But again, I wanted to make sure that before we uh, bid adieu here that um, we have informed our audience of how they can look into what Trade Genius is doing and see if it's right for them. So you have a special where they can get into your group and learn what they need to learn and get advice on how to invest and so forth. And they have... Uh, until basically the 15th, but you'll extend it a day um, if they say they heard it here on the show, the Common Sense Show. And also, um, you are having really good results. Have I summed this up pretty well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and we, we truly do help people. And, you know, we don't promise people Lambos and any of that garbage, you know. We help people try to make money nearly every day in the market. The systems work they time test it. we just grind out these games year in and year out. And we absolutely want to share that with people and help them make money.
0: Absolutely. So trade like a is the place to go. Make sure you tell them you heard it here on the Common Sense Show. So if you get in a little bit late, let's say you can't get in until Sunday, they'll still honor this uh, special rate. Bob, this has been really, really informative. I mean, we've kind of been all over the map, but uh, world events are just, well, they're going faster than I can keep up with. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the Common Sense Show.
1: No, Dave, thank you so much. I mean, we could talk a week on this stuff. I really appreciate you giving me... uh an opportunity
0: absolutely well i think it's will benefit everybody and I, not only just the discussion we had earlier but hey, i'm telling you i think up-and-coming investors this is the safe place to be not with a broker that's my endorsement so you've been listening to bob coodley here on the common sense show and you can go to trade like a find out what this is all about in more detail and they'll advise you on what your options are And you have until Saturday to take advantage of the special rates for getting in. And if you uh, are a little tardy on that, they'll extend it to Sunday. Bob, thanks so much.